Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you as always for clicking on the podcast. As usual, it really does mean the world. Thank you for your constant support. Check out the Facebook page as well by jumping on to Facebook, obviously, and searching Joe Blogs About Films. Give us a like and a follow. Always updating on there what is happening and when. Do search for the podcast on Spotify, Apple and Google and hit the notification button on there so you can be notified when new episodes are uploaded. And as always, thank you ever so much for listening to this episode. We're going to be talking about in this particular episode... The new Marvel Studios film, Thor, Love and Thunder. The film that, because I, I do like the Thor films, like Thor 1, quite a big fan of Thor 1. I think it was just, yeah, was really, really good. I said that first that first phase of Marvel films were really excellent, I felt. Um, yeah, they were still finding their feet and there's a few maybe near misses in there, potentially, you know, with like the likes of like Iron Man 2 or whatever, thing like that. Is that phase 1? Is that, anyways, like Incredible Hulk then, for example, is, that was... It was all right, but I felt like Thor was was pretty decent enough. I thought it looked really good on screen. I thought that Kenneth Branagh did a tremendous job with it. Same with Ragnarok and what Taika Waititi did with that, um, which is why I was like looking forward to a bit more, a bit more of Taika Waititi work with another Thor film, because obviously Thor: The Dark World wasn't too great. Probably was probably is listed as the worst, or rather, when you look at the ranks, it is down there, isn't it? It could possibly be listed as the worst one if you look, depending on what list you're looking at. Um, I'd rather watch the Thor Dark World again than this. That says a lot, doesn't it? Let's be honest. I think that obviously we're going to go over more about it in in this episode, but you know, from the trailers, Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, you know, it looked very camp, very colourful, you know, jokes all in there and such, and just looked like, you know, what you'd expect from a new Thor film helmed by Taika Waititi and, and getting the getting the main cast back together again. I just don't think it works. And it's strange that I'm feeling like this watching yet another Marvel film because after seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, as much as I was excited for that film and I felt like that was going to be the Marvel film that would blow open the multiverse and would start to clear up a few questions that I had, it didn't do any of that. Um, obviously, this is coming on the back of what we saw in Loki as well as views, as viewers and uh, you know how that has kind of, I thought, impacted the timelines and the multiverse and such. So again, that didn't really explain anything. Multiverse in Madness didn't do that either, and I was really looking forward to Multiverse in Madness. Not because I was expecting constant variants and constant other characters popping up of you know mutants this and mutants that or whoever. I just didn't feel that the story was was good. Um, and so when after that I was like, okay, so Thor: Love and Thunder's coming out. Surely that's going to be another. Uh, that that'll be great. That'll kind of you know bring something for me a little bit that Doctor Strange maybe didn't give. Um, he just didn't. He just really didn't. Um, and. I was for so much of the film enjoying Thor: Love and Thunder, um, for about fifteen minutes maybe. The opening time, the opening was was pretty epic, um, but then, yeah, I, I I I I really it feels strange being kind of you know let not let down because I'm not like they owe me anything, but just really disappointed I should say. Um, I I don't really know what's happening with Marvel at the moment, and it's and and, and this is from someone that absolutely loves loves marvel loves the comics and such but the more these films keep coming out and the more that they're getting like this the less i'm going to be intrigued or even interested to go see them because this was just not really not good <laughs> like for me it was there's people out there that think it's amazing which is great i'm so happy if you did enjoy this film and if you're going to sit here listen to me say how much i didn't like the film and you're going to disagree with me that's fine as well that's the beauty of opinions obviously but I really didn't like this film. Um, I felt that it was just, just funny for just trying to be funny for the sake of it. Really poor. Um, 
I'll, I'll go over more in a second. Let's get the synopsis up for this film. Uh, now gadding about with the Guardians of the Galaxy post-Endgame, Thor is back in the so-called God Mode. But he's wrestling with a midlife crisis, which is not helped by the fact that the villain Gore the God Butcher is living up to his name, or that his old flame Jane Foster has now shown up out of the blue, wielding his old hammer Mjolnir, and going by the mighty Thor. So a lot there, isn't there, really? I think that from what I was expecting after Endgame, to be honest with you, I don't, Thor's one of those characters that you can tell that Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth, as they've said, have sat down and they've gone, right, how can we make Thor cool? How can we just, you know, make him in some way relatable as a, as a as God's go kind of thing? And you can tell that Chris Hemsworth put a lot of his own personality in this, as too Taika Waititi's put a lot of personality in him, a lot of, you know, love, <laughs> pun, into... These, this film in particular, and obviously the, the previous one, like he's, it was great. Ragnarok, I thought was excellent. What they, what he did with Ragnarok was the right level of what I would expect or what I, what I like in a Marvel film in particular is that you get the seriousness, you get that tone, but you also can have fun with it. And Ragnarok did it so well, and Marvel do this so well for the most part. This for me was just too far the other way. This was silly for the sake of being silly, jokes that were just not landing for me at all. I've seen people online compare it as almost like it's a parody of what it should be. I, for one, definitely see this in this film. I think that it is so dumb at times. Yeah, it's it's dumb and fun, whatever, but there's just it's too dumb for me. Like, you know, I mean they've made Thor into just some kind of thick character or like really unintelligent like unintelligible character or whatever that you just like what happened? Where when did that happen? Like I don't I like that they can have fun with it. I love that they can have fun with it. Like this is this is the thing. But it's not this isn't Thor for me. Like this isn't what I want to see. Like there were times in this film when they're saying these lines to one another and obviously because they're trying to do this kind of like quick witted, very dry humour or like whatever that is meant to be, it just sounded like they were reading from a script. He really did, like I know they are reading from a script, but it's not always as blatant as what it should be. But it's there were some line deliveries in this where I was like, I, I, I don't find this a believable conversation because what you're saying just wouldn't be said in a normal conversation. I know we're trying to have fun with it. And we're obviously talking about godlike beings, you know, new Asgard, this, that, and the other. You know, I, I get all of that. I know it's, it's fictional and people, so you, you take it with a pinch of salt. But there's, there, there, there's that line, isn't there, where you just try not to cross that. And I think that Watiti and co have, have just gone too far over the line because i i had chuckles in the film i'm not going to sit here and say i didn't laugh once during this film i did have a couple of chuckles there's a great storyline in this where obviously with mjolnir back and thor now helming stormbreaker there's kind of like a you know like an ex relationship there where you know stormbreaker is jealous of mjolnir and thor obviously having those feelings and wanting his old hammer back kind of thing that that is entertaining. There's a really great moment where like he's kind of looking over at Mjolnir and then Stormbreaker just kind of comes in from the back of the camera. See, I'm chuckling thinking about it because that's what I like in these films. And I, I it's that's that was the right level of it for me. I just felt that it was just way too much. And the the, the contrast in tones in this film was just too jarring at times because you've got this thick, dumb character that is now Thor. Obviously, he's going through this, like I say, he's going through his own personal troubles at the moment where he's wanting to feel love again, almost. Obviously, he had love in Jane Foster. That broke up, and obviously, we do get to see how all that happened, and and it's great that we got Natalie Portman back because I thought she was great as Jane Foster. But he's going through all of that again, obviously trying to 
work out what he wants, what he needs, obviously, because it's, it's, something's missing from his life. So you've got all that going off, but at the same time, he's really dumb about it. And then you've got Christian Bale, on the other hand, who is absolutely brilliant in this film. He is amazing. And I'd stress that, that he is fantastic. I don't understand how one per It felt like two films. You've got Christian Bale in this serious, eerie, dark role, killing it as well, like absolutely nailing it. And then you throw in this stupid, dumb other storylines of Thor just being an idiot. And it just doesn't work. It was just too jarring for me, way too jarring. Don't get me wrong, like I said, there are times in this film when it is very, very nice and pleasing on the eye. Like, like I, you've, you've seen there's a moment in the trailer where um, Thor and the Guardians are uh, on the planet, you know, battling or whatever. That was amazing. Like, this, there's a wide shot where it's a classic Thor jumping in the air, slow-mo down with, the, with Stormbreaker, and it goes off. I liked all of that. And like I said, I even had a couple of chuckles after that when there's a few lines, of, a few jokes or whatever that were really, that were really well-timed and really well, well you know, written. I just didn't, I just couldn't get my head around how it was just, the, I, the contrast in tones was ridiculous, because as I say, I could do a podcast separately pretty much and talk about Christian Bale's performance in this, because Christian Bale's a fantastic actor, fantastic performer, and he really brings it all to this role, like really does, you feel it, like you know what I mean, like you, you understand his motives and such, you understand why he is killing gods or why he's, allowed the, the 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 particular sword i can't remember the name of it to, to obviously corrupt him kind of thing to start going off and and killing all these gods but it just didn't work for me overall with this film and you know throwing on top obviously uh jane foster's return as the mighty thor she's acing it as well like don't get me wrong like when she's thor and such and and and, and all of that like it's great to have you know her as uh, to have another thor and you know what i mean and, and when mjolnir is when she's throwing it it can obviously because it's shattered from ragnarok and all the pieces can fly off and take out multiple enemies. That was amazing as well. My biggest gripe with this, though, was that I felt that the reasoning behind her gaining these powers or why she even went to look for these powers, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I know it's different in the comics, but I felt... I was expecting something from Taika Waititi in the sense I thought... that he, I thought Because he's, he's a great director, he's a great writer, you know what I mean? Like I, I really like his work, but I felt this was the laziest most cheap way of making a character go off you know and and want to get the uh the power of, of thor almost and i just felt that it wasn't just wasn't right like it just, i don't know like i just I, I maybe that's me on a personal level from experience or whatever but i felt it was cheap i felt it was lazy i didn't like it at all um but when she is thor she's great i just i, I felt that a lot of jane's story in this is um yeah not not good for me any like i just didn't like it anyway so as i say it it has it has some very few moments that i was really 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 impressed with most to do with christian bale um i i can't praise him enough because there's like moments in this where you see like these eyes first like it'll be you know all the like they keep calling them shadow monsters and stuff as well which is like a nice thing I kept having a nice smile at that because it was like a little uh ref to Stranger Things, obviously not being, but every time you say Shadow Monster, I think Mind Flayer, there we go, that's how my mind works, but like these moments where it's like all shadowy and Christian Bale will just be like coming out of like, out of the shadows, but you just see the glare on his eyes first, his like orange eyes staring out, he looks absolutely terrifying, like really, really terrifying, because people are kicking off already on the internet about how he doesn't look like his, his, his comic 
part or whatever, but I think they did a great job with Gore. I thought he looked really good, but the main thing is, is that Bale's performance was absolutely amazing. Like he just, there's this point where he's like talking to these children. It's just absolutely terrifying. Like how he's laughing and, and just try like when he smiles and obviously the black goo or whatever's coming out. Cause I know that in the comics, it's more of a symbiote. Uh, it's the symbiote obviously that's, that's part of him as well, but I still feel like they did a, a great job with, um, with him. And, and, and like I say, I absolutely loved Bale's performance in this film. I think that, it's sad that he, um, in a way, like I say, it's sad that his performance is kind of let down by everyone else in this film, pretty much, because it's just way too silly for me. There's goats in this film that, after the first goat scream, which is quite funny, don't get me wrong, everyone loves a good goat scream or whatever when they're making that horrendous noise, but when it's the tenth time in a moment that should be serious, I absolutely was sat there just, just nothing, nothing for me. And what's more frustrating is that when you're not finding something funny, but then for whatever reason, everyone else is absolutely pissing themselves laughing. That is too really frustrating when you're there. But the thing is, I was sat in a in a cinema where apparently everything was incredibly hilarious like to the point where not everyone was laughing but the row behind me were absolutely in stitches at the the smallest things that i was like this is not it's not it's, it's not that funny it's not that funny you know what i mean um it also i feel like shouldn't be called thor love and thunder it should be called thor guns and roses because i think it's like four i think there's four guns and roses track in this film guns and roses poster a character that's now called axel as well what have they done to earn this? <laughs> like, what did they do? Who have they paid? Has Kevin Feige, like, set up some kind of deal with them to have some kind of subscription or sponsorship to have everything Guns N' Roses in this film? Like, what was that about? Like, just mix it up. I don't... I love 80s. I love 80s rock. I don't need to hear four freaking Guns N' Roses tracks in one Thor film. Give me a break. Like, seriously. And the thing as well is, is it was all the songs that... It's like, what songs do people know? It's just Let's go on Spotify and look at the top four Guns N' Roses tracks. They'll do. Get them in the film. Did my head in. Absolutely did my head in. Like I say, I really was let down with this film. Really was let down with this film. I am worried of where, where Marvel is going. Like, I've got no... I'm almost like my hope level is just deteriorating that like i know that they've got some big films set up but i don't care because eternals was trash doctor strange and the multiverse of madness was heavily underwhelming this was trash i uh moon knight as well sorry like in terms of us in terms of back to the disney plus tv series i was so excited for moon knight you'll have noticed as well that i've not done a moon knight podcast episode because i was so disappointed with it the first episode of moon knight was incredible everything else afterwards absolutely down the pan and that's why I, I just couldn't talk about it because it was so underwhelming so i'm now getting to a point where I, it's not marvel it's it's meville like because it's just it's just not working it's just not working whatever they're doing and and this is the thing is that kevin feige is so strict and and, and, he, and he can you know they're very like i say just strict when it comes to his decisions and what they can and can't do i am so surprised that he let watiti do what he's done with this film um coming from someone as i say that's a huge huge mcu fan love it all the experience of it like the journey that we got towards it to, to get to endgame even the journey past that even to no way home amazing i i have enjoyed it there's been some stuff in there that's not worked like don't get me wrong there's been films in there that haven't worked at all i'm not saying that this is the worst thing ever i'm saying it's possibly <laughs> the worst thing that they've done but i just i i'm worried about where it's going marvel i'm worried because there's so many amazing stories they can tell from the comics i've had many conversations with friends um who are big fans of the comics they say they've got so many stories they can tell 
but I am losing interest in 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 them. I'm losing interest in what they're doing with the films. I'm not bothered anymore about what they're going to be doing next because if this is what the future is going to be, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I can't. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like as bluntly as it is, I'm enjoying all these other films basically that are coming out. All these films that. You know the smaller independent films, maybe lower budgets or whatever, because this film cost what three hundred million or whatever it was dollars. Yeah, great. It looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's a great use of color. I've even seen people come saying it's a love letter to like Jim Henson films. I get it. I do understand it, but I don't. I don't like this what they're doing, and 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 it, it's too far the other way for me. This it's way too far over. Like I say, I've already mentioned that people have said it's like borderline parody. It is. It really is. It's like, I, I don't really know what they went for with this film. I like a good laugh. I like them having fun with it. But I feel like they've lost Thor's DNA almost with this film. And as much as Chris Hemsworth and that has said that they didn't like, or he didn't like what he'd done with Thor in the Dark World and that he felt like he'd not progress his character, I don't know why Thor's gone down this route. Because for me, it's like, I almost like feel like I should, I'm comparing it to how I feel towards maybe, um, I mean, it's completely, completely polar opposite. But when I watch Friends, a TV series, you can tell in the early stages that they didn't know what to do with the character Joey. Because Joey is a little bit dumb, but he's not too stupid. You know, like in the first series, the first, first second series, and the first series in particular, he's not as stupid as as what he becomes and then by season 10 or whatever it is he can't even learn french or not not even learn french learn how to speak french that is what i'm seeing with thor it is literally like that and i'm not here for it at all it's, it was a very very underwhelming film it's actually it was it was actually quite so bad in a way that my fiance came out of the film and was like that's the last marvel film i'm coming to see at the cinema because everything i've seen now recently from marvel has been awful so there we go i'll leave it there basically because there's things in this that i hated hated in particular say with natalie portman who makes she does make an excellent comeback don't get me wrong like it's great to see her in this role again and as the mighty thor but what they did with her character in terms of her actual storyline i didn't i just didn't like at all um and as i said a lot of the visuals are very pleasing on the eye very nice to look at very colorful the palette is lovely wonderful great wide shots again that what taika Waititi brings but what they've done with thor the character and what they did with this was just really jarring Especially, like I say, when you've got this opposite of Christian Bale, who is absolutely fantastic in the film. Overall, um, this is this is possibly the worst MCU film for me because I, I, I was thinking back on on on, the, on my journey home. I was like, would I rather watch The Incredible Hulk than this? Yes. Would I rather watch The Thor: Dark World than this? Yes. That says it all for me. You know what I mean? I'm not in a rush to watch this film again, nor will I be buying this film. It really, really uh, it surprised me in a way of how disappointed I was. Because like I said, when it first started, I was like, okay, yeah, this is silly, but it's funny. It's, it's okay. Then it just got progressively sillier, progressively dumber, just daft beyond. And there will be people, as I say, that will really, really like this film. And if you do, that's amazing. Like I'm so, I'm chuffed for you that you do enjoy it. Have a laugh, get drunk, go watch it. I don't know. But for me, I just, um, yeah, it's not for me anyways. Out of 10, I'm struggling to give this a five. I really am struggling to give this a five. Four and a half. Well, we'll go with that. Four and a half, five. If you really, really want me to give it a five, then we'll go with that. But I, I really am, really was disappointed with this film. I'll leave it there. I'm not even going to bother going into spoilers because pff, I, I'm, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> like... Go watch it. Let me know your thoughts. If you disagree with this podcast, thank you ever so much. And, and let me know, of course. Do do let me know. Get in touch. I'd love to, I, I, I want more people to see it so I can talk about it and maybe maybe bring me bring me around in a way. But every all the I saw it with my fiance and two of the friends last night. One of them fell asleep through it. And the other one just said he just didn't laugh at all through it. So take that as you will. It we just we were just pretty disappointed with it anyways. So 
yeah thank you ever so much again for listening really do appreciate you checking the podcast out i'll be back with hopefully something good to talk about because i really i, I don't mind you know when, when when i see a bad film but I, I do prefer watching a good one obviously so i'm looking forward to seeing what's coming out in july obviously i want to try and get around to talk about strange things season four which was a fantastic that was amazing so I'm, i definitely will need to talk about that but yeah just stick around check out the socials once again check out the spotify podcast this and the other really do appreciate you listening as always thank you so much for your support and let me know your thoughts on thought love and thunder if you've seen it until the next time though Take care.